Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily, how are you? Oh, I am even better now that my favorite hey, hey, hey is back. I know, I'm kind of like using it sparingly now. I don't want it to be something that you're like, you know, used to and Mm -hmm. come to expect all the time and take for granted. I'm I'm glad to hear it again. And I think this is a great occasion because we have a guest in the studio that we've been trying to bring in the studio since... February of 2019. Right. It was one like on our on our mm-hmm. list of like our who we're gonna have as guests, you know, and you write mm-hmm. it down and and uh um but uh, she was always busy. I know, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So welcome Christina. Thank you. Thank you so much for being so patient. Thanks oh. for waiting for me. I mean we're we're recording at two AM on a, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> on a, on a, on a Wednesday actually, night. We're actually <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> we're, on <laughs> <a> boat. <laughs> we're in the middle of the ocean because right. it's the only time An she was undisclosed available. Location. <laughs> oh my god! In a neutral country. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying we're on the DMZ, but we might be. <laughs> we're scouting out new location for some hotel, <laughs> some tower that's going to be built. But we're not. I don't know. Um, anyway, thank you so much for like continuing to not think that we're crazy people <laughs> asking you. Are you ready now? Are you ready now to be on our show? Can you be on our show now? No, what about yes. now? I'm so flattered. Yeah. I like. I hope I have enough cool things to. Talk oh. Oh, you're just yeah. cool to talk to, period. Yeah. So Aww. Christina Rios, is, we met through the theater scene here in St. Louis. She has incredible vision and has directed Aww. multiple uh, plays that I've been, the for- been fortunate enough to be a part of. And um, that's how we met. And then just every time we've talked, I just, I, you know, you make me laugh. I love how thoughtful you are, how wise you are, how... Um, well, I what drink a, a lot. And <laughs> well, see, and that's where a lot of wisdom comes from. And wine, and wine, yeah. there's truth. And I think there's also a lot of wisdom. A lot of that's wisdom right. comes from it. And I also love how just boldly honest you are. Like on your Facebook <laughs> feed, you are just putting it out there all the time, which to me says, okay, this is somebody who can talk at our table. Uh, right, Thank right. Yeah. And somebody who the rest of the world needs to hear from. Absolutely. Because you know, we're so blessed that our, we have listeners all over the world, and we'd love to introduce them to really cool women from St. Louis and other areas and around, in, yeah. the, in the U.S. so far. Um, we are expanding, so we're glad mm-hmm. you're at our table mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. But before we dive into so much, what are we drinking, Oh, Emily? my goodness. <gasps> because I have been uh, sipping Amazing. it pretty fast. I know we're gonna have to, ladies. We have to nurture this bottle for our conversation. Just a note: it's straw. It is fabulous, isn't it? Mm. I was excited when the wine merchant pulled this out for us because I'm familiar with this producer. I'm familiar with this grape. I have had this particular label, just not this year. So I was really excited. So this is a French wine, of which, of course, everyone knows is my like. That's my happy place. Yeah, Yeah, we. (laughs) (laughs) So this is made by um, Domaine Pallon. It is a vaquera, which is kind of like I've never a, heard of a baby Chateauneuf de Pop. It's in that Rhone region. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's like you know. So think like Gignanas. It's kind of like that same yeah. 
not as well known um, region, but very nearby. Great, so great value for like a very similar kind of experience. So, are you saying that you get, would get like a Chateauneuf de Pop quality without the, par- the mm-hmm. price tag? Yeah, for like okay. under twenty dollars. This is at this seventeen. Is un- this is under it's twenty dollars. Like, it's like. Yeah. Getting Deerberg's quality stuff at Aldi. That's a very right. good comparison. So, yeah, so, so for those of you who don't know what that means, <laughs> not from Deerberg's is is like when it it's it's a very it's our high end, it's our high end, high end uh, curated, gorgeous store. That yeah, um, that not that, everybody there goes our can... Schnook sponsorship. <laughs> Thank <you> so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I think everyone is Aldi. But anyway, this is 2017, and for everything I'm reading and hearing about 2017 is exciting because it's like the best of 2016 and 2015 put together, mm-hmm. which is what we're drinking here. And, I mean, I've only had one sniff and one taste. I've been more careful, ladies, than you have. Yeah, I'm not very careful. Um, equal portions, ladies. Watch out. No. <laughs> that, means, that means if you finish your glass now, you're not going to get any more until Emily finishes her glass. <laughs> okay. I'll just, I'll just keep sniffing the glass. Right, right. I feel it's like my, the entire section of my conversation while we talk about wine is just going to be like a series of nonverbals. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is what delicious. What did you think of the, the interview with Christina? Well, she kind of uh, moaned a lot. Moan a lot. <laughs> you know? yeah. it, was well, a, it was a different. It was a different conversation. So let's share a little bit about what we think about this bad boy. I I'm like truffle on the nose. Like the mm-hmm. first thing I get is truffle, and anytime a wine smells like truffles. Just, I want to bathe in it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we've got truffle. So that means, like, nice earth and a little bit of smoke and... Just a little, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've got rosemary and pepper. This is very, very savory. Some nice raspberry and cherry. Everything that I'm getting on the nose, I'm getting on the palate. This is very complex. I cannot wait to... As We just opened this Mm -hmm. bottle. I can't wait to see where it is and, like... 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And at the end of the conversation, because mm-hmm. you know there's, it's going to bring us more. So, it's, yeah. It's just delightful. It's bringing tears to our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> can't contain myself here with all these emotions. Yes. You know, no, it's uh, lovely. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to drink. Um, and now that I know that it's under $20, it's even easier mm-hmm. to drink. Um, like an IV of this. I know it's caseworthy. It is. It, it is absolutely caseworthy. It's, yeah. it's rich and round and mm-hmm. uh, reminds me of those uh, throw pillows that rich people have, the ones you're not actually supposed to lean on, you know, that only go in one oh. direction. Oh, you the ruin ones it. I just throw on the floor in my home. Like, yeah, those. There yeah, it is. Those, yeah. But, but if you're rich and you have those pillows, you can lean on them. I mean, because you can afford to replace them, right? And spill know. wine on them. And I, I fear accessories. Right? That's why I don't like oh, have any. We in need my to home. delve into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's Tell ex- me more. It's too many things. <laughs> when did you realize that you feared accessories? Uh, well, I don't have any style. She only has earrings what? on. Yeah, you always have style. You oh, always no, have no, 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 like true story. And I tell everybody this. Like, I don't have any. St- I don't have any fashion sense whatsoever. I don't have that thing where you can look at stuff. Um, 
So that's why I wear dresses all the time because somebody already sewed them together and says that they like go together. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like I totally get that. I have the the insane amount of dresses I have that are solid on the top and a pattern on the bottom and in an A line, like so that my bust doesn't look gigantic. (laughs) You know, it's flattering. Everything you everything you buy is going to be flattering and is the same style. Everything like I learned when I was twelve that an A line suited my frame and I was just like never going to grow and that I was always going to have like really, really, really big boobs. Um, And so, uh, and also I don't know how to match things. Like I always say my multi-million dollar idea is granimals for adults. Yeah, I've heard that before. Like if I could just go to the store and be like hippo and hippo, delightful. Like I would actually go to the store instead of just have like an Amazon closet full of broken dreams. Now so much more works. You can do hippos and plaid. You can do whatever you want. No, Emily. Yeah, no. You no, can, you do, can do whatever you want. <laughs> I was going to say. I cannot do hippos in plaid. I mean, if anybody at the table can and can uh, pull that off, you can. Um, but I can totally identify with you, Christina, on this. I mean, you know, I have like a, a, a style that's comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. Like I, I remember like, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, when I thought, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, those are cute shoes. I'll buy those or I'll wear them out. Now I'll be like, oh, those are really cute shoes. I buy them. They don't go anywhere else because I always wear. They sit in the closet yeah. because I always wear the same shoes that keep my feet comfortable because the worst thing for me is if I'm at an event and I'm, I'm, and I'm in those shoes and my feet start hurting, I cannot focus on You're anybody else. Yeah. I'm like, my feet so bad. Yeah. I just, all I want to do is get home. So I would say um, like my goal is Miss Honey from Matilda, but I choose shoes that make my ankles like Mitch like trunch bowls, you know, and in like two hours. So I sit a lot. Yeah. But mm. I remember in my twenties, uh, there was a, a moment at a cafe O that I think about all the time, where I'm like, and that's how I know I've grown. Um, <laughs> where my friend Haley and I were leaning on the bar, and I had these like tight white pants mm. um, because that's the great part about being tan is I'm like, I will wear all the white all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I have this like tight white pants and this cute little salmon top and a, a seat at the bar actually opened up and she's like, you can sit down. And I said, oh no, I look way better. And if I stand, <laughs> like, no, 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 these shoes and these pants are designed to go together. I just can kind of like lean. I think I, I think I was actually at Cafe O then, and I think I was trying to give you my seat. I think I, I was like, oh, you'll just you sit down. I'm going to leave. And I was like, no, it's also like the rookie mistake, too, to be in uncomfortable shoes and then either take them off or sit down because all that blood. Oh, it's like awful. plumps them up and you're like you're an uncomfortable shoe. it's like uh, Winston Churchill if you're going through hell man you just gotta keep going oh, like, yeah. like you did this to yourself I mean <laughs> if Emily and I were to go on a trip together and you were to compare our suitcases <laughs> Emily's would have like the, the stilettos and even the cute like little slippers at home, you know and, and all of the cute accessories and I would have three pairs of pants and um, top set can like for animals for adults that's, like, that's, what, that's exactly <laughs> what I muted colors that yes. way I, I'm not going to screw it up and I'm going to have my my Sky London shoes and my orthotics for my shoe <laughs> so I have to wear shoes that my orthotics can fit into and that's why and so I would be like so boring <laughs> 
But I would no. be comfortable and happy, and that that's you always look great. Comfortable though. and happy is like the opposite of boring. <laughs> you it's always find a way to spice it up. You always have like a beautiful, uh, surprising, right? Scarf and earrings and things that really. Well, that's what great chefs do, though, yeah. right? Like they take things that Dress we're expecting, up. and then they do something like one thing that's surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a chicken breast <laughs> with a uh, with a with a sauce with a really with special a spicy sauce. sauce. <laughs> That's Emily, yeah. Emily is pheasant. <laughs> she is. She's I like, like she's like roasted on the outside, but surprisingly rare on the inside, with exactly. like some kind of oh. reduction on the outside. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, right. Wow. Right. And with a French twist. Yeah. Of some well, sort. thank you for that, ladies. Absolutely. So, speaking of this French twist, neither of you actually shared your tasting notes of this French wine. Oh well, mine said. Uh, I I said that. This uh, sort of reminds me of that time in my life where I could eat an entire pizza and wake up thinner, like two pounds <laughs> thinner the next day. Where you're like, oh, I don't even. It's it's like so carefree and so decadent at the same time. Yeah, it's delightful. I love that. I feel that way every time I travel to Europe. I can just eat and drink whatever I want, and I lose weight. Me too. I'm, you know, desserts yeah. with every meal. You know, everything. It's almost like eating things with real ingredients and walking Absolutely. is some kind of... It's well, magic. I know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what is the, this magic of walking? This, <laughs> this is magic where you use flour. <laughs> like Talk to me about and this butter. sugar that is in this. <laughs> right, and they yeah. eat late. Oh, yeah, oh but my that's... gosh, they eat... Yeah, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it's... Uh, and the food quality is better. I never mm-hmm. have any issues, any digestive issues, nope. no any hangovers. hangovers, anything like that when I'm um, when I'm traveling Europe. Mm-hmm. So um, I did go through two pairs of shoes that I um, sacrificed to the trash can last oh. t- when I was in Paris Because uh, you didn't year. take your orthotics? I did not take my orthotics. <laughs> um, I picked ones that I thought were going to be really sensible because I know I walk like... You know, 10 miles, miles like, yeah. every day at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the whole point of being there, I never understand people. And this is like, here's my disclaimer, because if I'm talking about you, just imagine I'm talking about somebody you don't like. <laughs> like, I never understand people that go to a foreign country, especially, but where the whole idea is that you're not in your element. Mm. And then they're just like in cars the whole time, right. which is hashtag actually our element. Like, if yeah. I'm going to go someplace and drop that kind of money walk and it. spend that kind of... Yeah, exactly. I'm going to walk and see... Everything. Yeah. The first time I was in Paris, I definitely walked it for the first five days and um, insane miles, you know, uh, 15 miles a day kind of stuff. You're like, I can feel my ass. Oh at my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even realize I had those. Um, but Getting then. Up the next day. Oh. I know. And you're like, oh, something hurts. <laughs> Call an Uber to get me out of bed. I think I need a hospital. Somebody <laughs> broke in and beat me. <laughs> oh, God, was that exercise? Oh, oh everything is awful. More wine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. More wine. It numbs it. To cope. But it was toward the end of that trip where it was like, okay, now I need to master their metro. because. Oh, yeah. Because I need efficiency. Mm. And that was great, too, now to get comfortable. And it's so easy to use there. I love but the metro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time you go, wait a minute, it, I have to. you have to let me in and you have to let me out. Mm. I remember the very first time I took the metro, I felt like a bad. I was like, oh, man, I'm so American right now. I, like, I don't understand. I think it's broken. Je suis désolé. Je suis désolé. Je sais pas parce que I can't get out. Excuse me. Je suis stupide. And the, you know, and the, lady, <laughs> the, the lady behind the glass is like, 
uh, press this like totally unimpressed finger point straight down and I looked down and I was like merci <laughs> I was like, don't look at anybody, don't look at anybody. When I was in uh, traveling with my daughter recently, um, we, had, we had gone to Berlin and we had 24 hours in Berlin. And uh, we had arrived at the airport and we walked to the train station. We took our train and we got up. That We, uh, we were staying near Potsdamer Platz. And I know I said that um, with an American accent. <laughs> and, uh, and as we were walking and walking, it was raining, a little pissing with rain, a little bit, a little colder. The first time in our trip that it got colder. And we got to the Scandic, which is a Scandinavian hotel chain. Um, we got there early. And they were, and I was, we, our plane, we left our flat in Edinburgh at 4 a.m. for a 6.45 plane from Edinburgh to Berlin. So we got to, we got to the hotel at like 11.40. I was exhausted. And uh, they're like, well, you know, check-in's not till three, but for 15 euro, you can check in early. And I'm like throwing the plastic down. Just, I just need a room. And uh, they were, you know, got, you collect yourself and, and Megan's looking out, taking pictures, and we're figuring out, well, okay, our plan, we're going on this bus, we're going to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> and I told Megan, my daughter, I said, well, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm taking an Uber back to the airport because I am <laughs> not doing all of that yeah. walking again. Because it took us like an hour and ten minutes to get from the Schonenfeld airport we were at. It may have been different if we'd been at the airport that starts with the T, but um mm. yeah and uh, and she was like that's fine with me mom that's totally fine with me I'm like well yeah. with luggage and everything that's right. a totally different issue oh yeah we yeah. walked everywhere else I mean but it was just oh, yeah. like you know impressive. Um, hello I'm gonna we're gonna take the uber we're yeah. gonna take the uber back and definitely uh, it was it was more fun yeah um and we had a great time and uh and we we enjoyed it and and I made it around in my Three pairs of pants yeah. and, uh, and the sensible tops that go with any of the exactly. pants okay. and, and the shirt. So now that we're back onto garments, right. I want to bring you back to wine tasting notes because you have right. not shared yeah. yours right. yet. I've been, I've been like, like, I know. like procrastinating. You have. So this is one of these. Um, this is a. I was going to say this is a. If this wine were a panty, it would have a panty with my name all over it, like Michelle, mm-hmm. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Yeah. But then I thought that would be kind of kind of weird for people to like wear panties with my name on it yeah you can't give those away you have to be really Ooh, you need to give them to a, your lover though yeah i mean you want to give your, you lover your lover it's like a pocket those? that's like a secret pocket square that's not really a pocket with square. michelle yes. on it you want yes. your lover to have panties with michelle on it i mean yes. well, i don't want my lover to have well, that's michelle what I'm but so that's why Emily, i was gonna say well, yes. well like well christina because that would be weird i wouldn't but give no michelle. i was saying that they should be panties with just my name on it and then i'm like no that's not good because people don't want to give their lovers or wear panties with my name on it other people. Yeah. And um, and so then I thought, no, but it's more of if this were a panty, it would be a custom to your mm. shape, your size, your mm. favorite. Like it would be it'd be like Carvana, right? When you can like true like on the yeah. app. So you could like whatever your most fabulous panty that you have in your mind is. That's this wine. The one that you're not actually going to wear to go out and do anything in the oh, world. Oh, no, I no. would wear, I would wear really? that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Emily yeah. would. See, like, I fear. Why wouldn't you? Oh, like, anything nice that I have, I just kind of keep it behind a piece of glass and look at okay, it. Okay, so is. With a light on it. With a light on it. Like, don't, nobody Okay, so what's it. going some on there? Music. Is this some sort of, like, I mean, come on. Oh, well, I'm just, like, super self- poor. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but if, if you appreciate you know what's going to make you feel good you need to wear it 
Yeah. No. <laughs> but I appreciate that line of thought. Like I do. I get I get that. Well, like I have a I have a Tony Birch purse with me tonight, which PS I didn't know anything about whatsoever. But I do have this thing where I have a lot of wealthy friends who just sort of like feel bad for me and, and they I, give you things intermittently. And so anything nice that I have they're, they're from that. And I was like, oh, this is cute. I have a tan bag. I would like a tan bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I just randomly like, Googled it and was like, oh, you have to take this back. I can't <laughs> like, this, this was not made for me. I'm going to like. Win. It was made for you. I, I think you need to I value yourself a, a little it, bit better. Exactly. Yeah, I don't see it on the Target website. you need to honor yourself more. You are well, worth I that think, pair no, of panties. You she, are worth that I think that she bag. honors herself. She, I mean, I think she totally honors herself. You mm-hmm. know, if she's, it, it may be more of, I'm like um, a savers honoring system. Yeah. Like 99% of my wardrobe comes from the savers. thrift store savers. Yeah. But it's also that like reminder that we haven't really evolved that much from hunter gatherers because I go yeah. in there and I'm like, I have a friend who <laughs> loves that too. Where is it? You know, like oh, I, I love consignment shopping, yeah. and I find yeah. nice things. Like I yeah. find I find good things, but I feel I'm wearing better. consignment tonight. Are you really? Yes, you look gorgeous. I am. Shock. I am a. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm wearing all brand new. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're four years old. But I bought oh. them brand new. This yeah. one I did buy brand new, but the caveat parenthetical is that it was with a gift card that my in-laws gave to me that at that point was two years old because I never buy anything new ever. Actually, my Facebook status today was almost all my folks out there buying brand new shoes for themselves. Like, quick question. Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> like, it's like every time I yeah, get so, Saver's shoes, I'm like, oh, great. Somebody's so already. So my question is, is, is your um, relationship with money because of being in the theater world and you just don't make mm, any money good question um you know uh, like I, I like or did you just kind of grow up in a in a more of a, a frugal household like I grew up super poor okay like like ragingly poor here in St. Louis mm-hmm. yeah so when you say ragingly poor um it's a I think it's still like it's been but, Section 8 housing for a long time. Okay, so oh, where wow. I grew up. And, okay. Uh, but it's also like gentrification is a real thing. So I think they were knocking it down to make condos, but I did not grow up in the condos. In the condos. Right. Okay, so what was that? I, I mean, that I don't, this is going to sound like very rude, and I don't intend for it to sound rude. Um, I'm going to rethink this question. Growing up, in an environment that you did, a, a Section 8 housing, what do you feel um, you took from that that has created success in your life today? I mean, like, you you have lessons and experiences that um, kids in West County, um, wives, mm-hmm. uh, husbands, um, South County, you know, even, you know, areas of the city could never relate to. Can you cuss on this? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think like the biggest thing is that you just can't bullshit me. Like okay. I just don't, I just don't care as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of posturing that literally everyone does in some way or another. And I just don't. Do you see through it easier? I, I, one of the only skills that I have, and I mean this truly, one of the only things that I was just Born with? I always said born with, but it, it could just probably be developed, is that I literally always see people in situations for what they are mm-hmm. 
um, which gets me in a lot of trouble because I always then I'll see like the good in people when I'm like, oh, that person is probably an asshole. Um, but um, so you're like very empathetic. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think I don't know that my experiences make me better than people that didn't have to struggle um, because I think that you don't know what you don't. Right. Have. Right. Yeah. So yes. I think that the kind of person that sits around and is like, well, I don't have to really listen to this part about financial aid as I go to college. And I don't know, but I can't wear that to homecoming because I wore that to homecoming last year. I mean, do I think that's vapid and sad? Yeah. But do they think they are? No. no. So it's I mean, just what they know. Exactly. I'm, I'm like genuinely yeah. grateful for everything that I have. And I think because of that, I'm so selective about mm-hmm. who gets to be in my life. Mm-hmm. and about what I choose to spend time on because I'm not interested in, like, posturing. Fake stuff. For anything. That's why, like, right? the, like, my Facebook feed is all about, I can't stand people's social media ideas, like, of themselves. It's <laughs> so laughable mm-hmm. when it's like, you know, here we are with, like, you know, Hunter and Jameson and yeah. and Carney and, like, you know, just weird, trendy names. And, and we're all, like, standing in front of a thing and everything's manicured. And, and you're like, happy Halloween. And I'm like, really? Because I'm, like, half drunk and yeah. I had to hurry up because we, we go, day we go and, yeah. trick-or-treating on the block that gives you, like, the spiked hot chocolate. <laughs> and, like, three, oh, nice. like, six houses in. I'm like, Mark, I'm so hot. Like, hold my jacket. Wait, where's our children? Come back. Come back. And see, that's a we much more entertaining pose. We traded them in for this hot chocolate. Exactly. Wait, wait, shit, 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 shit. Wait, you had the little one. Come back. Does see, anybody see a boy? You know what see, I would, I would find that far more entertaining. I, I, um, I've recently become a fan of Conan O'Brien's podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Conan O'Brien Needs mm-hmm. a Friend. And I like it because um, he's doing what mm. we're doing. He's sitting around that's having a natural conversation. Because he heard clearly speaking. I'm, I'm, and yeah, he was sure, like, I that's totally where it started. He like was like, well, Michelle I can't steal that name. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a disconnect. <laughs> it would be a disconnect. <laughs> but, uh, but one of the things that and I like. testicular talking is already <laughs> taken. <laughs> And it's actually not and about that comment. I, mean, I so kind of, I kind of don't want to think about his tattoos either. But aside from that, you know, he he talks about the LA scene, you know, and how you know he's meeting all these people all the time, and you're driving down the road and you're seeing billboards of these people doing what you're just talking about. The, it's the posting, the happy, oh, it's perfect, releasing a new TV show, it's going to be amazing, you know, and, and then that's the persona that everybody's bringing forward, and yet he knows these people in a more intimate mm. way, and he's like, that is not the person, and so it it becomes even much it's it's a very challenging thing for him to ooh, um, don't be angry. Yeah, <laughs> just, I knock she's, over our drink wine. She's in her hands a lot Save right now. The wine. <laughs> Emily's animated. She's talking with her hands. I gesticulate wildly. Too. I just I was Another very appreciative of his honesty about you know we're seeing images of people's perfect lives in in what everybody's dreaming to achieve in a way, right? And yet he is shedding the light on the fact that you know what this isn't perfect and we're we we are idolizing the wrong thing 
Well, like I, you know, my husband grew up in Chesterfield in like a, a mini mansion with columns and stuff like that. And uh, one of the places that I'm hoping to be placed, so I'm, I'm finishing up my master's degree in early elementary education um, because that's what you do you've after you've been you working a theater hard. I mean, I mean, I've, I've, yeah. Yeah, I know that you've been working hard at that. I didn't know that was what your yeah. study was. So my hope is to take schools that are, you know, quote unquote, failing um, in neighborhood schools through the St. Louis public school system and kind of adopt the curriculum with a hybrid of a charter school, pre-existing magnet school, pre-existing St. Louis public school curriculum and infuse the arts into every aspect. Because I think what happens is when like a kid isn't good at singing, we go like, that's okay. Not everybody's good at singing or, or dancing or playing an instrument. We're like, that's okay. That's just not something you're good at. But when they can't do math, they're remedial mm-hmm. and there's something wrong with them. Um, and early childhood education and the the lack of opportunity really to have it disproportionately affects children of color and children at or below the poverty line. And those are really like the easiest people to forget. And mm-hmm. in general, this city does a great job of forgetting okay. about them until a riot happens and then everybody goes, I don't know why those people are setting their own neighborhood on fire. As, right. if, as if everything for decades hasn't been leading up to this. So... My hope is I want to go into a community that I spent time in. Um, so I really have my eye, like I probably shouldn't tip my hat, but I have my eye on the school that I really, 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 really want. Um, and I went to, and basically around it, there's a lot of abandoned buildings and there's a lot of empty lots. But in that, I always see like, well, then that tells me there's a lot of space for other things. Yeah. So I'm working on getting yeah. grants for community gardens and for, and uh, we have all these gigantic Fortune 500 companies here mm. um, that, like, if you own a theater company, you should probably know this. They have to give away a certain portion of their money to the arts. Um, oh, I didn't know that. They have to because they make too much. So they have to show that they're philanthropical. Well, the m- most places they give it to are the muni or stages because they've heard of them. Uh, yeah, But, but the even just the like smallest right. amount can make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Think about that community garden. Mm-hmm. Like, it th- just... You know what? What kind of few hundred dollars do for a community garden is significant. Yes. So what hope- can few hundred dollars do for a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know, like exactly. Right. Emily, there's some there's some, some corporations. There's, 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 there's rich people out there that have to they, give it they up. They have to give some money away. Yeah. We gotta. We know where we're going tomorrow. So I'm hoping to turn neighborhood by neighborhood around through a school system, and then I want to be there for a long time, and I want to yeah. be able to bring people up through the ranks, but. Community gardens is not just community. It's also teaching the residents of the community how to tend a garden. It's also recognizing that this place is a food desert. It also gives you something to be proud of. It also allows then the school right next door to maybe have their own or at least now have some amazing science and agriculture mm. lessons. And I think that I'm super passionate and like I'm all about looking at issues and calling them issues but I'm also always about like finding solutions so I think the longer that I'm someplace I can kind of build up my own little dream team of educators and get them to a place that they can take it over I, and then I totally wow, admire I your it. idea your plan oh, your passion thanks. I was talking with um talking with a neighbor today um, uh, when you said that uh, you know St. Louis can forget about the poor you know and, and the disadvantaged oh, yeah, very easily here mm-hmm. um but well, I, and that's not limited to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. No, this no, is, no. This oh, is yeah. a, this is a, this is a global well, issue. Uh, yeah. Definitely a United States issue. I can't speak to other countries um, uh, from what, you know, I mean, I, I've been to other countries and I have a perception 
but I can't speak to their actual, you know, what it's like to live there. Uh, but I, I'm going to ask you, um, my thought today was that it's easy to forget because they actually don't want the poor to not be poor. Well, they don't want a segment of society to actually have opportunities. So as going in with this, with your wonderful idea and plan, how are you positioning yourself to, to get you need over advocates. that pushback? Oh, well, the, need, the biggest yeah. thing is like, and I tell people all the time, you can't, hmm, I have to choose this really carefully because it comes out too angry. You can't force people to be empathetic. And the proof of that is really in the society that we currently have. But you can, in a capitalist society, show them ways that they can make money. Yeah, they can um, win And as people well. will never care about people. Basically, the bottom line for empathy, and I know we all know about empathy, but I feel like the bottom line for empathy isn't any of the definitions that we genuinely think about. I think the bottom line is that, can I see myself in you, and can you see yourself in me? Because until we can do that, Right. Then there's that. Then there's, there's a disconnect. Yeah, and then that there's then there's just sympathy. I always say it's like the difference between going like I heard okay. you broke your arm. That totally sucks. Versus like I have broken my arm, and oh my gosh, the searing pain. And you know, let me pour mm -hmm. wine for you. You know, like yeah. there's right. but, but but you you put yourself in that position, and people who have had for a long time, even for a short period of time, but pe but mostly people who have been haves for a long time, don't want to think about what it's like to have not, which is why you get people who say things like, I wasn't given anything. Right. I don't believe in oh, my yeah. like I, right. I, you know, my grandparents came here from, from, you know, a foreign country. I'm like, your parent, grandparents came here from a white foreign country. Your grandparents came here when they could just walk across Ellis Island, right? right. Like the, it's, a, right. it's, it's apples and horses. Like you can't, yeah. mm -hmm. you can't do that. Um, but because if you say it's apples and horses, oh yeah, that's I like that's that. like a Christina Rioism. Yeah. I have a million of them too. So like perfect, at, like TM copyright. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it's that whole idea of if we really want to talk about the how the Fair Housing Act didn't make oh. fair housing, yeah. um, and if we want to talk about oh, the fact that gosh. in World War II, yeah. GIs of every color came back, and it was only white ones that could get houses, which ultimately right. then means you pass down wealth. Right, right. That's how we get this gigantic. Oh. But if you tell people that, they're like, mm. la, 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 la. They don't want to hear it. it. But so it, I didn't hear yeah. that well, in I, school. Well, I didn't, yeah, right. exactly. That, that's, didn't that wasn't in my, and that's yeah. not how Is it worked in my family. Is that fake news? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that fake history? I, I bet you got that on <laughs> CNN. <laughs> Um, you right. probably heard it on the mainstream media. But if you tell Wells Fargo that I need $5,000 for this because what it's going to actually do is end up being excellent free public relations for them and it would be the Wells Fargo community, community garden. garden. Yeah. Exactly. Then they get to take pictures and cash in on how. Um, and, and I don't mean, I don't want this to seem like exploitative or or that you have to set up things for photo ops but to be to be honest the way that rich people and rich organizations give money is only a quid pro quo it is never just out of like rarely it is rarely right. out of like i see this genuine need um, it's, well, it's, this it's, is it's a, never going to be. It has to be what is good. What's in it for them? Right, exactly. What's in it for so them? there has to be a thing for them. And, and so the question, like I, I pose out there on regular occasions to anybody who will listen to me, is why do we fail as a society to see that we are all better 
when everybody succeeds because you we've know? never had that. So it's because, like a question. Right. And like, and I, I, I always think that the, you know, the pie is infinite. Oh yeah, you it's, know, um, as, so many people are protecting God, never ending pie. pie like, let's I just mean, think about that. But, that, but that's never ending wine. But I, I, even the even the richest people think about like Bob Hope. Bob Hope, one of the most successful entertainers to date, one of the lel- wealthiest landowners in California, still clipped coupons at eighty eight. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, it, People, even at the top of their game, are afraid of losing their their wealth. Yep. They're afraid of losing their pie. And I think when you when you put it like that, then you sort of get this picture. And I've never been like fabulously wealthy, so it is one of those things where I have to like I imagine. I, I think that's where a lot of that genuine like prejudice and racism and discriminatory actions, I think they all stem from this genuine fear, fear. that they have that someone is going to come in and the night and take my things. Someone is going to come in the day and take that and take that um, promotion um, I was supposed to have. Somebody is going to come here and, and... That's what our immigration issues are all about. Yeah. It's all about fear. It's and it's because it's all- we do not have a society that's built to help everybody when something bad happens. Right. You know? Um, there are other there are other countries where when you have a child you get you get a year off paid right or <laughs> or if you lose your, <laughs> can you imagine right if you lose your job mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can you can you'll have a, a year of unemployment or you know and at at kind of the the percentage you were at it's not a twelve weeks mm-hmm. on unemployment at a third of what you made and nor do you have to feel like a criminal when you explain over and over again yes I did look for work this is where I looked this is the proof that exactly. I looked. Exactly. They just yeah, go like, I'm sorry, exactly. I'm not going to go work at the fast food restaurant. So if we have built and I a, society, have a, doctorate degree. Right. a society where you're afraid of not having anything because we're not mm. supporting anybody who doesn't have anything, of course you're going to be hoarding. Well, there's, on, there's holding on. a few issues with that. I well, mean, okay. I, point know, them out. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, yeah. so we are very ca- capitalist driven, right? Yeah. So that's that's leading that trend. But also, a lot of the the gener the generation that has the deep deep money, these are hoarding money because they mm-hmm. have direct connection to the depression, and it still feels very real to yeah. them. I would say that most. I mean, you know, my. We're, we're probably on the tail end of the generation that was in the depression, and we're but it's re- the, shaped the it's the, the, shaped the, the boomers the next are the ones that have right? mm-hmm. the money now, and and um, and we have as a society idolized wealth. We mm-hmm. idolize money. We i we 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 build them up. We're like that is the, you know that's where you need to be. You need to be the superstar. You need to be this. Uh, you know you can't. We don't support and encourage. You want you want to have a small theater company and cr- bring art into our community, and and you want to live a have a sustainable life. Right. You know, we we would look at you like, well, you know, you could probably like maybe just go work as a maybe a trainer at a Fortune five hundred company and make more money. Mm-hmm. You know why 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 are you wasting our time and and wanting to live? live that life. Here's my question. Why is it, and when did this happen, where athleticism was more, became more appreciated than artistic skills? You know, we'll support the football teams in school, but we will not, we're going to cut the orchestra. And the first thing to get cut 
currently is the arts. Absolutely. I mean, it, has been, it has been it has that been way. It has been for, for right? decades, and now it's getting to a point where we are so incredibly devoid of young artists that any that we find, we just kind of have to, like, immediately right. sink our, like, our claws into it and be like, we need you. Like, please mm-hmm. learn everything that you can from me because... And there goes a crit- like arts teach us critical thinking, mm-hmm. and there's so many skills that come from practicing that side of our brain. But man, and we got a lot of people with business degrees, right? right. A lot of people with business degrees, <laughs> like, and a lot of people end up in jobs that I call them like golden handcuffs, and they are mm-hmm. miserable, and they are afraid that they can't leave that job because they have to have the insurance, blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff. And we are living. Uh, I, I'm going to venture out there and put and say. As a society in the United States, I would say that 65% of our population are living a passionless life because we're not doing what truly makes us be energized in the morning and wake up and want to do what we have to do. And that is sad. Now, that's a completely and totally mm-hmm. made-up statistic. And if anybody actually out there... I think you might be low. You think it's higher than 65%? I think you yeah. also have to recognize that yeah. the vast majority of, of the country that's living at or below the poverty line, the idea of living mm-hmm. a passioned mm-hmm. life, that's like, that's that's such a, I don't want to call it There's privilege, a privilege to, but that's, a privilege that's such point a privileged of way of, of looking at, at life where it's more just about like, do are we able to pay everything? Well, he, uh, here's a question. Like that's it, that's no, like I, number I, one on the list. You're absolutely right. I mean, when you're looking at that poverty divide, it is getting greater and greater, mm-hmm. and more and more people are living in you know uh, on that poverty side. Why not go for the passion at that point? Like if you are well, living, if you are if you're one step away from losing your home, you can't you can't make that step and say, oh, why not just yeah. go for the passion? I mean, I also you, think like at this point. 20% of all of school age children in this country are living below the poverty yeah. line. Like, yeah. like when it's one fifth, you just, that's I, a, that's a I always, serious problem. I always yeah. joke that like, and it's really only a half joke, but like if it was just me, you know, I could screw up my life a million different ways. I didn't use the, the screw word, but you know, like, you know, I like, I'll like, I'll check out my life. Fuck? I, I do say fuck. <laughs> but, I, but I also recognize how high my voice is and I don't think it sounds right in there. You, you know work, what I mean? Like, are you working on the lower, the lower volume? Like, Amber. like yeah. I will fuck up my life. You know, yeah, like, yeah. But you know, like I'll fuck up my life any way that, that I feel like is necessary. If I'm gambling, if I'm trying to find that thing that really moves me. But as soon as you have children, as it soon changes. as, or as soon as someone else period is, is relying on you for that. There's just, there's no, there's no, not escape clause, but there's no other option. Um, there isn't. And it's amazing how expensive it is to have kids, um, with, no matter where you are on, on the economic. Nicely, nice job, by the way. That is I try. so I try. equal. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's like the most I'm serious even about the equal pours. <laughs> don't, don't ever let my husband see this because in our house, the equal pour is like three for me and one for you. <laughs> That's also yeah. how I cook. Like, yeah. I'm all on sure chicken. He... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chicken gets just as much as I do. I know. Sure. I'm like, I'm like one yeah. for me, <laughs> two for you. <laughs> well, Emily has done that out of self-preservation because uh, otherwise, I will drink more. <laughs> and then it's a completely and totally lopsided podcast. 
And we're uh, like, and another thing. Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to talk about something else. It's my like, turn. She's my like, yeah. turn. Michelle, we're done. Yeah. We've been done for a half hour. Michelle, you're actually at home calling yeah. me right yeah. now. <laughs> they quit recording. So I Ubered I, you home. So I do realize, of course, I just did the perfect pour for us. But I think we should take a quick little break. Yeah, because I completely forgot what I was going to say when you you cut me off by pouring the wine. I'm well, I tempted you. Yes. And and it was, let me just tell everybody out there, it was brilliant. It it was, it was beautiful. That was, I wish, I wish we could show that We can do it as a podcast extra. Once it releases, you can be like, oh, and my point was. Or if you donate $500, you too can get a perfect pour. (laughs) Oh, there you go. He's going to give perfect pour classes for $500. (laughs) And by perfect pour classes, I mean literally just a FaceTime, like for like a minute and a half. But also, I'm still going to need that $500. I will do it. And that's a P O U R. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, Although, Emily probably would make being poor perfect. Oh, you know, that is. And we come. That is full full circle. circle. All right, so let's take a break. We'll be be right right back. back. Christina Rios. I'm clearly speaking Hello. the podcast. So we were just having some fun on break, and um, Christina, I think you were noticing that that Michelle and I are natural. Wait, we I could, finish each other's sentences. We, Did you Aww. not? I, I uh, knew that's what uh, you were going to say. There was an entire conversation that happened only with gesticulatory actions, and that was amazing. And then out of that came answers to the previous question. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you only known each other three years. That's funny. Yeah. But when you spend time with somebody in a small room <laughs> with drinking a wine. Drinking and wine. drinking wine, you, you kind of get to know each other really, really, really well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could sit there and like, what would Emily say? She would say this. I mm-hmm. and she would sparkle while oh, yeah. she was oh, doing totally. it. Yeah, totally. So like, oh, Michelle, Michelle would tell me this right now. Is mm-hmm. that what happens? Absolutely. Oh, it does. It Good. totally reminds me. I met um, I met my best friend Leah my first day in music school, and I was an evil genius, so I was like painfully young, and I was <laughs> engaged to this morally bereft human and. He He's, he did not end up being your husband. No, oh, okay. oh, I was engaged a bunch of times before <laughs> oh, I got married. Oh well, there's hey. a whole nother there podcast. A, actually, that. I did. I I started doing cabaret because I had to explain how I had how I was so young and had a child. Um, okay. And why? And then you kind of have to go like I also dropped out of medical school to sing opera, and then people are like, "What?" Oh, and like, wow. okay, well, we have to go <sighs> way back. Like this clip needs setup. So then I just developed this whole cabaret called 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover." That was my top five breakups in chronological order that explained how oh. we got to where we were today. Yeah, that's um, great. But he, so she had very short hair in college, and she also hated him because he was. Morally, morally bereft. Right. Um, and after knowing her, I think for about a day, he kind of came up to her and said something like, I've noticed that you weren't into me. Are you a lesbian? 
Oh. Um, and so... So then I start. That's so bold. Like a guy's like, wait, you don't think I'm hot? I could, you must be Why gay. don't you want my penis? <laughs> oh, I get it. You know what? You don't like those. You know what? Um, that's like the most, like that's the most dude thing ever. Yeah. I get it. It's yeah. not me. It's that. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> yeah. But I was, uh, I was <laughs> getting What ready. was her response? Uh, I think she was just shocked. Did she just smack him across the head? But after that, she was like, so him I'm going to hate, like, forever. And then when I transferred and and started going there, she found me on my first day and was like, hi, you seem really sweet. Why are you engaged to him? (laughs) And I went, um, well, I, uh, 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 I'm sorry, who? She's like, I'm going to keep you safe. Oh, wow. And a great friend. And that, she's like, you just, you just stick with me. And so I think we've been friends now for... 20 years. Wow. And oh my how gosh. many engagements? Oh, wow. That is, that's like genuinely a hard question. I'm not even being dramatic. Um, I mean, five with one, five with, five, five with, with, five with two that actually ended <laughs> up in marriage. But we don't really count the first one. <laughs> oh, God, love that. So how many marriages have you had? Just two. Just two. Husband are you should on be like, your third or are you on your second? I'm on my second. On your second. I do love the, like, do you like Clue? Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. So I do this thing where I grew up with movies, and so I quote them all the time, but mm-hmm. also I quote them in a way that hopefully weaves them into the conversation, but where, like, I feel like I'm constantly quoting and being super witty, but people just think that I talk in a really weird syntax, <laughs> um, but I always think of Mrs. White's, like, uh, you know, husband should be, like, Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. I and love he goes, that And line. Mr. Green's like, how many husbands do you have? And she's like, mine are other women's. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Well, I know. never saw the movie Clue. I played the board oh, game. Oh, you have so much homework. Oh. There's so much. It's on like Netflix or Amazon Prime. One it's on everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I haven't. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, no, I I briefly got married once because I was like, look, I can briefly. do it. <laughs> How brief was this marriage? I convinced somebody to marry me. Um, literally just long enough to have a baby. Okay. okay. All right. Yep. Oh. So we uh, got separated after 10 months, but to my credit, uh, I'm like super Catholic and I knew going into it that I didn't like him and he was really cruel and oh. I was going to be unhappy for the rest of my life. But I figured like at the end of the day, and this is also like a testament to just how like stupidly young I was. I thought at the end of the day, sex is eventually like that drive is going to go away. Right. And so, and you're not going to have kids. So it's just going to be about like, do you run your household similarly? And, and can you get along? So you, you broke it down to a business relationship. Yeah. And he was like eight years older than me. So, so he knew what he was doing. Like, it's not an accident that that's where we ended up. Um, but uh, here's a snapshot on the day that I got married, my, uh, maid of honor, it was my roommate and my, my uh, like best friend in college or anything drove me and we pulled up to the front and she looked at me and said, I can just keep going. I can just keep going. We don't have to stop here. Yeah. And yeah. I said, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And got out. So if there's an idea, but, um, right. but like, I, I had a girlfriend I did that for. And sometimes you have to, man. And like, I, snaps and I, to people who and do. And I was right. I was right to do it because he ended up in prison mm. and she divorced him when he was in prison. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, but and fu- that was hard. It's hard. It takes some guts yep. to be like, 
I'm not so don't sure you should don't be marrying this guy. Yeah. So yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, and but you have a great kid from it, right? I do. Yeah. I have an amazing child. And yeah. and how long were you a single mom? Seven years. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven years, which, uh, by the way, for anyone listening, that was seven years I did not have medical insurance because I could only afford it for one of us, so I bought it for her, and I went to Planned Parenthood for my yearly exams and for all go. of my birth control. Yeah. And there's a Planned Parenthood. And man, I got shouted at, and uh, one time I really? brought her... Because I had my appointment, yeah. and you got shouted at going in for your well, they, exams. They yell at literally whoever, every time. Everybody who goes um, in, they don't care what you're going in for. And I was like, one of my superpowers is that I don't get ruffled. Um, which, by the way, people hate. That is a serious superpower. People hate yeah. it, mm-hmm. which like only feeds my desire to be like more uh, like yeah. like continuously unruffleable. Yeah. Um, because there's so much power in staying calm and maintaining logic when everybody else yeah. wants to argue emotionally. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, I like to go, that's so interesting. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, because that infuriates them yeah. even more. Yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm genuinely interested in what you have to say. Like, please, continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that panda gif where they flip yeah. the table. Um, but she was, I think, five. Um, and I picked her up from kindergarten, and I had an appointment, so she just came with me, and I was just going to get my shot. And we got out of the car, and this guy was like, like, you're a murderer, don't kill your baby. Ask your mom why she's going in there. And I was like, stay in the car. Click. And came up, and I was like, do you want to say something to me? Come on. Come on this side of the fence and say it to me. Anything you want to say. And what was his response? He was just like shocked, and I was like, "See, man, you're all so small when you realize mine's bigger than yours." Mm-hmm. Wow. Went back and like and got my child, and yeah. went into my appointment, and was like, "God bless." Yeah. I'm praying for you. I'll pray for you. Yeah. Yeah, they can only shout at small children. Yeah, you can only shout at but my, my kindergarten. But you can't have an actual conversation mm-hmm. with or somebody who's inviting you to the table. Yeah. And he was like bright red and oh, like that, like angry, that, that oh, shaky and that alcoholic, angry guy. Oh yeah, that's what he was. Yeah, you don't even that. smell like the good beer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I would respect you more if it was Newcastle sweat, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> that's just Schaefer life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the stuff that that's comes in a white can with the with the word <laughs> beer on it, <laughs> and not because you're being cool. Right, and, exactly. And, and, and that was before it was cool to be a hipster. <laughs> but yeah, no, seven years. I just had to like I and I am like super Catholic, and I prayed all the time, and I was like, dear God, please don't let me get sick. Right. Like, please yeah. don't let me get sick and ruin my life. Like, please, if you can just keep, like, a little longer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that you have to say things like, um, get sick and ruin my life. Because, you know, there's things happen to people, and it's not that you go out and you get sick. Yep. You know, it's not like you're walking down the yeah. street and like, oh, oh, there's a virus over there. I'm going to stand in front of it so it gets me, mm-hmm. right? You, you know, illnesses and diseases and things happen to people and and it's just really shitty that our society is not set up to help people in those situations mm-hmm. we look at you and say oh you oh oh you got cancer 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, I went to I like went there to, was a line for it. Yeah, I went to and all these. Like, <laughs> like, did you get the new iPhone ten? I got my scotch because I got I got my scotch and my cancer all right, on the same all line. All the same day. You know, I used a Groupon yeah. for it. it <laughs> I, I heard it, I got the least expensive cancer. You know, right. and it's, and it's yeah, and I it's hate a, that terminology. It's I a hate judgmental that. call, mm-hmm. and you just want to go fuck you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because when people are saying those things, they have no idea. They refuse to acknowledge that they are one virus, one this, one that, away Mm -hmm. from having their Mm -hmm. world dissipate and disappear Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, illness, like cancer, and age. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that our society um, just absolutely run away from. You know, we put our old people, we we talk them away, we don't honor them, we don't honor their knowledge or their experience or their... We just tuck them away. Well, for the same reasons. They're all reminders of our own mortality. Our weaknesses, I always call it, um, I always say, I can handle anyone's ignorance. I truly can because it's not intentional. Ignorance is one of those things. Like, my timeline goes like this. I'm like, so here we are, and we're all born totally ignorant. Like, there's literally, we don't know anything. But as we begin to progress, we get faced with these little pieces of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you only have two options. You get to hold tight to your beliefs and maintain willful ignorance, or you get to like extend that line forward and go like, okay, so now that I know this is hurtful, now I'll do this. But it's those people that maintain willful ignorance. Like I can excuse almost anything except for willful ignorance. And that's when I'm like, hold on, let me just take out my earrings. Like, okay, so it's frustrating. So let's have a discussion. Let's talk. I find that so interesting. That's when your hair gets much bigger, (laughs) right? Because it's full of, come on this side of the fence. Come on this side of the fence. (laughs) And let's talk. Come on this side of the fence. That is like willful ignorance is just, Mm -hmm. it is what kills our society every single day the amount of people that right. are like well it's no, denial no, 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 it's no, no, just no. absolute mm-hmm. denial you know it's like okay i choose not to learn more because it's not going to benefit me great because then then you're uncomfortable if because when you know when when you're enlightened when when you have that knowledge now oh now 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 i'm uncomfortable inside and uh i i should i should react i should take action i don't really want to i and they they don't mm-hmm. they don't want to acknowledge that bit of humanity that's actually inside of them. It's I had tough a, to realize you're wrong. Too. I had a talk with my friend Abigail on Saturday and we were talking about this very thing. And I said, it's very much if I said, Abigail, I'm going to show you how the sausage is made. Like come back over here. We're going to watch every single aspect of it. Now that you see it though, when you go, Oh, but the sausage is really good. Like I want to keep eating it. I go, but now knowing everything that you know, you're still going to do it. Like you're still going to decide because, because it benefits me because I enjoy it because even though I know that I can just pretend that I don't know it and still sit back and enjoy it. And I was like, and then we just have a whole country of people that are like, yeah, so maybe I know it, mm-hmm. but it's so good that I don't really want to change mm-hmm. my habits, but I really like that aspect. So are you passing judgment right now that I'm not a vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm like a full on, I'm a full on omnivore. I've tried to go, I, I was actually a vegetarian up until the time I had my first daughter. Uh-huh. Um, cause when I was six, I found out that pigs, adult pigs, um, have the brain capacity of a three-year-old Yeah, and I know how much I knew at three and right. I was like, sorry, you can't tell me that, no, that they yeah, don't do see it. their yeah. family. And I was like, well, yeah. 
and no thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've always been the weird one in my family. And so I didn't. Welcome to the club. <laughs> See, it's a good one to be in. Yeah. So I, I just never had meat after that. But then this thing happened when I got pregnant with my first child. And I remember lying And your in bed. child was One night I was like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and I was, I would, I would have like almost sexual. And at this point I'd never even had steak. It's not like, yeah. like these are things that I'd just seen in movies on television. But I would have like almost sexual dreams about like eating a big steak and it wasn't all the way cooked and it was like juicy and I was like like, I don't even know who what are you what is inside of you what kind of crazy parasite and so then I I cooked my first steak so badly like don't (laughs) let a vegetarian cook steak like if anybody can stop that out there like don't do it offer them a YouTube video or something I was like steak how hard can this be I will buy it I'll, I'll boil it just like I boil my potatoes, <laughs> and right? hot, and then I put in butter, and then I put on a steak. Like, all right, and cook. And I was just watching it like, it's so weird that it doesn't change color. Like, come on. <laughs> this thing has got to be cooked by now. And like 20 minutes later, oh, I man. flipped it over, and it's like black. And I went, well, you win some, you lose some. I'm like, yeah. here we go. And so my first oh, bit of steak was oh, terrible. Charcoal. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But, but after, you, you tried again. Yeah, but after that, yeah. I tried again. When I was pregnant with my first uh, child, my daughter, I my favorite meal, um, other than um, what I ate all the time, but, like, I, I remember she, uh, as, a, <laughs> as a fetus, she would always get very, like, active after I'd have, like, a steak and broccoli and potato meal. Yeah. And, and she would just dance and jump around. And uh, so... I'm having the most Does Midwestern like child in the world. I have no idea. She's actually... She, she's more of a vegetarian and, you know, and... Yeah. And watches what she eats that way, but um, yeah, I uh, I remember that. I did eat an awful lot of McDonald's quarter pounders with her when I was pregnant with her. <sighs> way too many, and when when she was born, <laughs> and they you know and they put her you know riding screaming little body on my you know right here on my chest, and I'm looking at her face, and I was like, whoa, you don't look like a quarter pounder. <laughs> 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 so and she was so mad. Her little face was so mad, you know, and. And that was my that, that was my welcome to her. You don't look like a quarter pounder. That's really yeah. cute, actually. <laughs> I like, yeah. I I fell in love with with my daughter right around uh, five months of being in utero, um, which I don't think like a lot of people talk about. There's like there's that thing yeah. where you like will genuinely like I'm pregnant. Except I wasn't trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I just got pregnant, and I was on birth control. Well, because we were you, were, about that. you were walking around, and they were giving out pregnancies that day. Right, exactly. You, I was in the like, pregnancy line. I, I pregnancy thought line. I was in the iPhone line. It was not <laughs> the iPhone line. line. I was in the pregnancy <laughs> Damn line. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but I was with that horrible guy. Yeah. And I remember I had just decided this is done, and I can love myself enough to, like, leave. I can do this. I can figure out how to just go like people do this all the time and you can just like call this a wash and luckily we didn't get too far into anything and I found out I was pregnant um and I remember him holding me and he was you know like crying super happy tears and I was just like mourning the loss of of every bit of happiness I thought I was going to have which I which like spoiler alert I don't feel anymore but um I didn't I didn't really feel connected to my pregnancy and I didn't feel like more than anything I felt like I didn't I felt really guilty. I felt like I knew what I was bringing her into. 
and like what a shitty house to grow up in like where this guy is just awful and this woman's always sad and she doesn't have a backbone and he's kind yeah. of a, like like and You're this is and yeah and and this is going to be her idea of so a relationship, right? Exactly. That um, motivated you to make a change. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, but when, it did eventually. Uh, actually, he told me he wanted a divorce because um, he said that he thought that by that point he thought that motherhood and marriage was going to change. Going to change. I, I used you? to have it memorized, but it was something like. I thought that being married and having a baby was going to change your personality, but I see now it's just stuck the way it is. Oh, God. Wow. And I was, like, elated. Yeah. But I couldn't show You know what I mean? You like, couldn't I, could, show but like it. I couldn't show it. I, wasn't, I couldn't be, like, you mm, fist bump. And so yeah. I yeah. said, well, if that's how you feel, I'm going to go get my baby and we'll see you. Yeah. Bye. But I remember at my... It, the first big ultrasound, like you know, you see the one that looks like you're having um, a salamander. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's yeah, that looks just like fucking terrifying. Looks like, Why does it have like a it's tail? Dan. Like, it looks like it's Dan. Yeah, you know? or there's like the little dot, and they're yeah. like, that's a baby. I'm like, that's actually an oval, but whatever. Um, it, I looked over, and I just remember being immensely sad that day. I was just very sad for a long time, and I looked over and. This little hand comes up and like, oh, I have an emotion. It'll pass. Um, <laughs> and this little hand came up and she like waved at me. Oh, my God. And I thought like, oh, I'm never going to let anybody hurt you. Like, I get it. I get it now. I get every single line to every shitty pop song. Yeah. Like, I yeah. totally understand this, that song in Sweeney Todd, Nothing's Going to Harm You. Like, oh, I, God, I like, love that like, song. Like, I will, yeah. I will like gnaw off somebody's arm if I have to to keep you. And I've n- never felt anything there's nothing in the world that can possibly describe what that feels like and my whole body was like all right it's you and me it's you and me and if I have you and you have me then we can get through this together but when he was like you're kind of a shitty person like you're totally right stay with that (laughs) feeling I suck I'm just gonna gather up my baby and peace out Um, I'm gonna take that me and my shitty kid yeah exactly here we go uh, we're gonna go live a shitty life and um, uh yeah and uh you be good right exactly but you're the one coming out on the winning end guy don't ever question this decision Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that, did you have any issues as a co-parent with him? <laughs> no, I, is that a whole other like hour I had subscriptions. And a half? <laughs> like, I didn't have issues. I had entire subscriptions. Um, okay. Is this what developed your wine for every mood? Oh philosophy? yeah. Uh, well, so spoiler alert. Um, so I was like an evil genius, and I graduated. Well, are high you school. still an e- evil genius? Oh, well, at this point, I'm just y- mostly evil. You can't evil. lose okay. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? It just it just sort of like yeah. it just um, hones me like better with age, but. Uh, okay. So I started drinking really early, but I always had super. What do you Catholic. mean by really early? Like uh, in church, the wine, <laughs> communion. That's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah. totally what I mean. Okay, yeah. so let's not, 13, let's, not, let's not delve into that too far. But let's just say I was always bougie. Okay. Like I okay. never had the desire that my friends had. Well, I was also the youngest. Mm. So in addition to being really smart. My birthday is in July. So no matter what, I was young yeah. the whole school the year. Whole, so then yeah. if you don't have like certain years of school, yeah. like then you're real young. Um, and, and so you were 17 when you graduated high school? I was, I was younger than that. You were 16? Okay. okay. Um, 
But I remember going yeah. to a college party and they hand me like a solo cup of beer and I was like, yes, here I am in a college party looking <laughs> Michelle's totally preferred normal. wine glass for the outdoors. Solo, solo cups, yeah. yeah. Here uh-huh. I am. Like I can do this. And I took one sip and I genuinely thought, I thought these guys are disgusting. Like someone has clearly peed in this. Uh. Um, and I was like, that is so wrong. Like, you know, people could get, people can get sick. And it turned out it was just Milwaukee's best. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, Milwaukee's but you best. know what? People have gotten sick on that. It was a, a lot. Yeah. And I just remember putting it down and I was like, um, I'm sorry. No, thank you. But I am wondering if anyone has wine. <laughs> like, is there Wines. a... I know you do beer runs. Yes. Will there be a wine Vodka, run at any point? Maybe shops. not something like super huge because it's kind of a fun night. And it's sort of warm, but you know... Whatever you're getting, I'm sure, is fine. Just not too sweet because I just can't do super At sweet. At that age in my life, Southern Comfort was my <laughs> At thing. 16? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Southern Comfort's like the bad idea bear oh of, oh. Of, of liquors. Oh, yeah. I'm like the virgin here. Oh, yeah. yeah compared no, to you guys. I was definitely. Yeah. I but, always loved wine. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I, I we we did like wine coolers in high school. Oh. I know, but that's just that's all we could get the people on the corner to buy for us at the Seven Eleven. But the good news, see, the thing is, so I grew up super poor, but because I have a, a ton of, and my husband and I have talked about this. Like the only reason that we entered each other's circles is because I'm really, really cultured, and the skill set that I decided to go after and maintain was very purposeful. Like I was very aware from a young age that, that, that I would, I would transcend. Yeah. You got to bridge these worlds and the way to do it. A great way to do it is through the arts. So I learned like I, I, uh, you know, learned all of my forks and my knives and I learned Mm -hmm. how to stand and I learned about opera and I sang opera and I, acted yeah. and I was going to be a doctor and all the guys that I dated were not just object were, were not just like subjectively but objectively very wealthy like they were from really good families like it was always very very Pur- purposeful, purposeful. Um, so because of that from a very young age my sphere of of influence was so much your wider, cultural literacy was higher was, than It was others. so much different than, than anybody else I knew that, that grew up, for the most part, in my same station. But none of it is like, how did that happen? What a series of, of like, fortunate events. Right. Like, no, like, no it was like, it I went after it, and I knew exactly what I wanted. And, and and to this day, whenever anybody posts on Facebook, like, what's the most expensive thing now that you find out now that you're an adult that you didn't know when you were a child? And I always write, integrity. Oh, Oh my God. It's the most expensive thing ever. And there have been many times where I've been like, well, I will sell it. I will sell it if it's going to get me closer to where I want to be. Wow. And then there are times as an adult that you're like, I just the can't. The cost is too great. I just can't. Yeah. Um, but like I got where I was going uh, on a very, on a very pointed um, ship kind of thing. And it wasn't about like, I'm going to marry somebody rich or anything, but it was about I am not, I refuse to be what people expect. I think mine came from less of like a find a good husband and more of like, you were, no one is ever going to tell me who I am based on where I come from and and based on the resources that are available to me. And I will do anything to prove everyone wrong. And I think that is what I was asking you at the beginning of the podcast. And we finally got to the answer. You 
decided your your purpose, your future, right? Not because somebody said, yeah, I mean, I, what, I can't repeat how eloquently you just <laughs> described yourself. But I think that is what I was at, what I was trying to ask you in my convoluted, um, that's so funny. I've never even way. thought about that. But I, uh, I have a, I have a kindergartner who is about to go on to her third school this school year, and she's had a real hard life, and it's going to get real hard. It's going to be hard for a long time before, if ever, it gets easier. And I was just at the end of a teaching gig, and she started to cry real hard in the lunchroom when she found out I was leaving. And I was like, hey, because she's, she's what a lot of teachers would probably consider to be a bad kid or a troubled kid or however you want to put and it. Why, why is her life going to continue to get harder? What's going on? Situation? It's just a lot. There's just a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot that at, at six, it would, be a, it would be a lot at 16. Um, and there's a lot at six, but, she, but uh, yeah. you guys have a connection. Yeah, because I didn't take any of her shit. Because mm. she would like try to be, she tried to be a bad kid. Um, and on my like second day there or something, I said, I know that people have told you you're bad, but I'm not people. Mm-hmm. So I know that you're a leader, and I know that you are strong, and I know that you are brilliant. But every time you act like this, you're trying to tell me that you're not strong and brilliant. And you can't tell me that because I'm always right and I know everything. So <laughs> I'm just going to expect more from you, but just know right now I'm super disappointed that you're trying to lie to yourself and to me. Um, wow. And so when I was leaving and I was, like, trying to, you know, we are having a moment and, oh, man, I love that kid. I'm going to worry about her for, like, the rest of my life. Um, but she started to cry, and I wanted to cry, but I thought, if I do... There's nothing more terrifying to children than when adults cry. Yeah. Um, which for the most part is why I don't. Like I hold I've I yeah. save my crying for showers. Because your face Are is you already sure wet about anyway. That? Are you sure? Are you sure? I, I think yeah. I really? it's it's we're the only stable things in many, many ways and yeah. like and like to a lot of people. And if they lose that stability, if anything can happen to you at any age, then then you're just absolutely pulling there's, the rug out from there. One teardrop wouldn't show the sincerity of your connection. I don't I can't stop at one. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. No, I, I, I feel like, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I know I did not share my fears and concerns with my children until they got old mm-hmm. enough to understand that if mom is upset and crying, that doesn't mean that our world is ending. Right. But, you, ha- I, you know, I had to be, I, ha- I couldn't when they were younger. I had to keep it all to myself and cry by myself in my room, right? I'm emotionally um, compartmentalized uh, to a beautiful caboodle degree. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't cry, and I, I got down on our level, and I said, just because I'm not here doesn't mean I'm not here. Not in your heart. Um, and I said, and just because I'm not next to you doesn't mean I'm not thinking about you. And you know what would make me the happiest? would be if you promise me you will never let anyone tell you who you are. Yeah. Because you are strong and you are brilliant and you are brave. And anyone who says you are not one of those three things, don't even waste your time with them. Just don't. Because you know this about you, right? She's like, yes. And I was like, good. Now you're going to have to promise that you won't let anybody tell you who you are. Because that is like what... That's what we don't arm our children with mm-hmm. when we send them out into the world, mm-hmm. especially children who who don't have a, a WB life. Like we don't arm them with things we WB. tell them. Um, like Dawson's Creek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the oh the channel. I don't away. Okay. Yeah. Um, like we, you know, we have all these. Different they don't have a Disney ways Channel life. Explaining. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, we do all of these different ways of explaining how A hallmark life. No, it's like, yeah, exactly. We're going to just keep pitching those <laughs> in. How it's like their fault or their parents' fault or even things like all the fires that have had like yeah. like freaking children D- yeah. involved in them. Like the first thing we do is go like, how could those parents leave? But man, people have to work. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to pay money for someone to watch your children. Like the, like it's such a... It's such an abstract concept unless you've been involved, unless you've actually had a life like that. Like, you don't get to pass judgment. So instead of passing, instead of, like, doing anything helpful, we try to come up with all these ways to, like, lift up struggling people, but we don't arm them. Mm -hmm. Like, and everybody needs to be armed with with the truth about who they are. They don't necessarily need to be armed with the truth about the way the world is, but you need to be armed with your truth. Well, and given tools to help them discover the truth about who they are, yep. you know, like, uh, you're not, not necessarily pushed into a channel of, oh, this is your fate. Mm-hmm. Like, you you need to go to trades or whatever. Right. It is, you know, that everybody is an individual, beautiful person. And, and if you don't fit into the popular um, decision about the track that you need to be going down... There's a reason for that. You have gifts that need to be honored and 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 given more attention to. So that's one of the things that I think I'm I'm here to, I, to hopefully do. I'm so thankful that you are. I, you're so talented. I mean, I, I, I I've seen oh, you perform. You. Yeah, I've seen you as a, as a, a, a an amazing opera singer. Which oh my god. She, uh, Christina, everybody has an incredible Aww. voice. I've seen you as an art director. My ears are And again, hot. your vision um, <laughs> that I've seen, what you did with Lights in the Piazza. Yeah. I will never I forget. It's fantastic. I will Thank never you. forget the scene when Clara falls and what you did with that. It's extraordinary. Your vision's that, that great. That came to me actually on the plane home from Paris. I remember you sharing yep. that with me. I was like listening to it and I was like, <gasps> I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And I was like, ah, no, no. It's like one of those horrible, it's like one of those got milk commercials where you're like, son of a bitch, I just ate like a whole peanut butter sandwich. And so I wrote it (laughs) with a highlighter on a barf bag. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still have a photo of that? I do. Will you share that with us? Okay. And I I put it up on my Twitter and I was like, inspiration can hit anywhere. God, I hope I don't puke. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because I need this back. Because I literally need this I'm going to take my neighbor's bag and hope he doesn't pee right, exactly. I'm going to hold on to his. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just beautiful. The whole show was brilliant, but that moment was just stunning. And I, I'm so thrilled that you're taking that same passion into this world of education, which is so underappreciated. Yeah, it's it underappreciated is. in so many ways. It's underpaid. You know, and and to give the dedication that it takes to to study and and commit your life to it, knowing that it's underappreciated on a lot of levels, but so vitally important to what's where we will go as a society. I'm very thankful that you are committing yourself to this. Thank I, you. I think we're very fortunate that you've chosen to be in St. Louis. And not taking your evil genius to another <laughs> to another community. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that the the young the young girl from the the class you were just uh, working with, I I I think she's going to do great things. 
Um, and you just never know, you know, I mean, I bet you can think back and think of some people that made impacts in your life as you're, as you're growing up. And I think that's just beautiful that you're doing the same thing for, for the, for the kids in our community. And we, as, as a, as a city and as a community and as a nation, we need to be better. We have to do better by our kids, no matter their color, no matter their economic Mm -hmm. status, no matter their neighborhood they live in. We owe it to ourselves as people that are getting older and are going to mm-hmm. need people who are younger to take care of us. And uh, we, we, if we're going to, if we're going to think like a capitalist, yep. then we got it. Then you got to invest. <laughs> like that's the whole thing. How much are you willing to invest? Because they're going to be taking care of us. But thank you for coming on the show, thank you sharing, for having sharing oh your gosh. lovely stories and for making time for us. And we are just thrilled. Um, what a delight. It was worth the wait, wasn't it, it Michelle? It was totally worth the wait. <laughs> totally worth the wait. And Cheers. thank you. Thank, thank you so much. So I had a very special request of Christina at the close of our conversation. She's such a marvelous singer that I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to share with the rest of the world her marvelous voice? Christina, would you do the pleasure? Yes, sure. Um, But I will say I have to do my favorite thing, which is uh, uh, the soprano tongue stretch, because it's uh, it's a muscle. Soprano tongue stretches goes like... Wow, that is impressive. That is a blue tongue, by the way. That just, Uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. All right, something that you don't have to pay the rights for. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. from La Noce de Figaro and it's just the recitative part but it's my favorite part she's like come on tonight's the night <laughs> like it's gonna be awesome but also like totally not like that yeah. but she's pretending to be somebody who's far more knowledgeable so every now and then she's like like that is that right she's like seducing that? him but kind of not yep she's seducing him to, to trick him and be like ha ha look we knew it was you ah I love Susanna yeah Thank, thank you, you so much. So oh, much for sharing you. that. What oh, a thanks. lovely surprise. Oh, thanks. I was like, <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if I knew I was going to do it after wine, I'd have warmed up at some point. Or I'd be like, ah. <laughs> it's good. It was beautiful. Thank lovely. you. Lovely. Thank, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.